and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. And we want to give a shout out to the many nonprofit leaders who are reaching out asking for help. It's so true, Nancy. I don't know about you, but over the past few months, I think I've received so many phone calls, emails, texts asking, who who do I know who can help train a board, work through a legal issue, facilitate a retreat, mediate a conflict? It just feels like help is in the air. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's actually a great sign that people are asking for help, right? It means totally. we're corner out of COVID, hopefully. I don't know. There's that monkeypox thing. Right. Yesterday, somebody actually said to me, well, we're going to hold this thing in person in November unless monkeypox comes around. And I'm like, I I just had to cover my ears and say, la, 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 la. Anyway, so I think it's a good, good thing that people are asking for help. It means we're turning a corner on COVID. I hope that people are starting to think about what comes next. You know, it also means psychologically that people are open to getting help from really the incredible talent and resources available to nonprofits. So often we think about needing to do this alone and we don't, you don't, nobody has to do this alone. That's so true. It's so, so true. So I want to hear your thoughts, Nancy, who can help us? Well, let's kind of go down the list. I want to first say your network. People are calling us because they're using their network. They know us and they're calling us. You work within a network. We all work within a network. There are other nonprofits or community leaders around you who know people. Start there. Totally. You know, and remember that your network includes your donors, your volunteers, people you even do business with, right? Mm -hmm. A vendor that you use. And sometimes you just have to put out into the universe what it is you need. And you might be really surprised about who comes to the surface offering to help. I absolutely agree. And I see a lot of it on social media. I see a lot of it, you know, we get emails and texts and whatever, whatever network, whatever tool you use, use it. And corollary there that's important, right? Is remember to respond back when someone from your network reaches out to you for help, you know, Nancy, I have this secret fantasy (laughs) that there'll be this bartering among executive directors. Like I'll lead your retreat. If you lead my retreat, because sometimes I think those of us who are doing the work actually can be really great facilitators with a little bit of training and with a little bit of thought, because we understand the work and we get what people are are trying to get to. And and so sometimes a a peer nonprofit leader who knows just enough about your organization to kind of know what the hotspots are or where the strengths are of your organization could be a really great facilitator. And then you could trade back. So yeah, when you're thinking about your network, kind of think about what can you give and what can you get in that network? That's such a great idea. I'm envisioning a new reality TV show called like Nonprofit Colleague Swap. <laughs> no, I mean, we could totally do this, but it, I have actually heard this happen. I, I was teaching a finance class. I remember it. It was out on the Olympic Peninsula and one small nonprofit that was faith-based worked with a different small nonprofit that was faith-based to swap kind of not bookkeeping, but just kind of financial oversight. So you look through my books to check it out that everything's good. And I'll look through your books to check it out. And they were colleagues, like it was all within a trust bubble. Um, And it was, I mean, why hire a high paid CPA kind of auditing firm 
when you can just work together. Totally. And chances are in that kind of relationship, you'll learn something about how the other organization presents things, you know, in a way that, mm-hmm. that generates conversation or, or whatever um, that you might not get, you know, mm-hmm. of course you have to do the audit if you have to do the audit, but if you don't oh, have yeah. to, the peer is a good, is a good way to go. You don't think the federal government is going to take that audit? Like, Hey, my friend Gertrude in the next organization looked over our books and she says they're great. Yeah. We could always try, right? We could try. We could try. Well, okay. So here's my next idea. Community foundations. Many communities have community foundations or foundations that act like community foundations. And their commitment is to the community. These foundations know who is doing what because so often they're funding it. Such a great idea. And I highly encourage everyone to get to know their community foundation because another way a community foundation can help you is they are often really open to a conversation of creating that network space we were just talking about. You know, sometimes all your network needs is a little lift, like a a meeting space or a Zoom coordinator or someone to just facilitate the meeting between you, someone to just say, we're meeting on Tuesdays, you know, all EDs in this region or whatever. And the community foundation is, that's their job to be a connector, to be a support for local nonprofits doing good work. So they want to help you. They want to hear from you. They want to know what it is you need. So don't be shy about asking them for what you need. Absolutely. And if your community doesn't have a community foundation, the next community over might. And I know even in our space in the Pacific Northwest, sometimes people in one kind of geographic zone They call the community foundation in a different zone because they really know what they're doing in the capacity building area. Absolutely. Community foundations are really, they're there to be helpful. So use them. Absolutely. So a next category of people we want to talk about are consultants. I worked for about 20 years within a nonprofit and then moved into a capacity building organization. And I had no idea when I made that move how many consultants work every day to strengthen nonprofit practice, that I had no idea that there's this whole world of people out there, and they're often former executive directors or program staff, and they bring an outside perspective to the work. So um, you can be referred to consultants through your network or community foundations. There's various directories of consultants. I'm thinking about 501 Commons has a directory, Nonprofitist has a directory, your local community has a directory, I'm sure. So tap into the consultants in your area. And you're right, Nancy, there are a lot of really good consultants out there. And I think the trick is to find the one that matches well with your organizational culture, you know, your size, your approach, your content area, you know, all those all those things. It's it's again kind of like picking a college, (laughs) like there are lots and lots of choices and and they're all, it's not a judgment that one is better or worse than another. It's like, just who's the right match for you. So my little tip on seeking a consultant, because it can be kind of overwhelming to open that directory and see all the options in front of you. And how do you pick a good one is that when you're asking for help from a consultant, you know, be really, really clear about what it is you need, write something up. It It can just be bullet points. It doesn't need to be, you know, a super formal RFP, just consider writing up a project summary and highlight in that what you think is important about your organizational tone and culture. You know, are we a, are we a board that's just new, lots of new board members. So, you know, we can't handle jargon or we aren't there yet. We're going to need it at the one-on-one level, or, you know, we're a super 
advanced board who's been together for 20 years and we want to dig in deep. You know, that kind of signaling to a consultant, I think is a great way to make sure that match works. And I suspect, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, Nancy, but I would think as a consultant, you know, hoping to get work, it might be helpful to see what an organization really wants. And you can then decide, yeah, I'm I'm the right, right match for this. Absolutely. You know, I work as a consultant and I often come into situations and I really have to drill down into one question. And that is, what problem are you trying to solve? Because I think sometimes you have a sense that something's not right, but I'm always trying to figure out, okay, what is, what exactly are we trying to fix? What's the root? Where are we? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, there's that whole category of people who can help called consultants. The next category are state associations. Most states have an association that exists to deliver connection, education, and advocacy for nonprofits. To find your state association, you can look on the website of the National Council of Nonprofits. So that's also another place to start. Absolutely. And my experience with state associations is that they're often really great resources for things like conferences or nowadays, you know, webinar trainings, things like that. Like they, because they're serving a whole state and a wide range of nonprofit organizations, they tend to have these really thoughtful, big, big picture thinking. So what does it mean to be a board member? What does it mean to have solid financials? And so think about them because because even if you aren't feeling like you need help right now, I guarantee you there's someone in your organization who is feeling like a little more knowledge, a little more training, a little more background information would just help them feel more comfortable. So maybe the information being provided by your state association doesn't resonate directly with a need. You're, you know, you have a very specific legal question and, and that might not be the right place to go for the answer. But look at what they're offering, because chances are there's something that a staff member or a board member um, in your organization would really benefit from. Absolutely. And, you know, state associations also know about other regional capacity building networks. So, for example, I work with a capacity building network in Western North Carolina, and I learned about them through the state association. There's other examples of groups that exist to help nonprofits that are separate from state associations or community foundations or whatever else. And your community, your state association can help you identify those. Well, and let's not forget that the state association would be the key place to go if the help you need is in advocacy. State associations, I believe, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but often play a very strong role in helping represent nonprofit organizations within their state legislative bodies. And so if the challenge you're facing is one where public policy is either the the opportunity or the barrier, getting to know your state association will be very helpful for you. Right. And connected to that, the latest legislation that impacts you. So when charity rules change or when whether youth are allowed to work and what standards, you know, all those kind of policy things get communicated out by state associations for sure. So the last area that we were thinking of are topic issue associations, which is, okay, that's jargon. What what do we mean by that? So whatever you're doing, there's probably an association that does that. So if you're doing food bank work, there's a food bank association. If you're doing environmental work, there's an environmental association. And, you know, Sarah, I imagine you're very active in your association. Absolutely. How does that all work and what, what support do you get? 
Yep. So my organization is a member of something called the Land Trust Alliance, and it's the you know network of land trusts all across the country. And they provide all sorts of resources. And this is this is where you go for content area help. You know, so in our world, when we're facing a really specific question about how to complete a conservation project, you know, legally or has anyone had experience with wildfire on your protected properties or, you know, things that are really content specific, then they're by far your, your, your biggest experts. And if you don't work in a field that has one, and I suspect most fields do, if you, if you define your field and movement big enough, broadly enough, but if you don't, or if the specific niche you fill isn't being fulfilled and then don't be afraid to start your own you know so we belong to the the bigger land trust alliance but we also have again kind of a network of organizations that are like us that are in geographical areas similar to us so they might not be anywhere near where i live but they too are you know rural recreation-based economies and we have something in common that I might not have, you know, with a land trust only 50 miles away. So it's a really interesting opportunity to think about if my topical area has a big, broad association, I might find the help I need there. And within that, I might find the narrow group that really matches closely with what I do. And then don't be afraid to say, hey, could we just meet once a quarter? You know, these days with the Zoom phone call, I think lots of people are totally willing to hop on a Zoom for an hour and just share what they're doing. And and your agenda can be as simple as what are you working on and what's your challenge? And does anyone have any way to help? Chances are most people have had experience with whatever issue you're having in some form or another. And learning from them is, is a great way to not feel alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And those people then become part of your network. And I think that's where the cycle begins all over again, right? That you're, you're looking up and out and really building that, that larger kind of fabric of community that helps you do what you do. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. So what's our word of the week? Well, it has to be help. It does. And, you know, when I think about the word help, I love, you know, we often tease out, you know, is it a verb? Is it a noun? Whatever. And I remember, you know, blogging once about this, this notion of giving and receiving help, giving and receiving time and this, this exchange that exists in our world. And I think that we, I like to think of it as like a karma bank (laughs) where we all need help. We all need help at some point. And so we may withdraw something from our our help bank, but then we also have the ability to help, Mm -hmm. to go to your idea of, you know, the swap, the colleague swap. We have the the ability to step in and help others. And I love this notion of how do we really expand the help exchange Great. So that Great. people are helping each other and then we we get our needs met as well. Well, and I at least I feel like I have learned in the last five years that often when I give help, I'm also helping my organization and mission because in the process of, say, looking at someone else's you know books or leading a retreat for them you start to think differently about your own way of doing things and you really actually are enhancing. So I, I have sort of counted lately that anytime I help another organization, it is actually staff development for me. It's not just good karma. It's also a chance for me to think differently because I'm not in the weeds of my organization, right? I'm forced to help another organization 
that I don't know as well think, which means you're asking a different kind of question and you're hearing different answers and you're processing it differently because you aren't in the middle of it in the same way. And so for me that I love that you picked up on the help as, you know, got two sides, you can give it or you can receive it. And I think even when you're giving it, you're actually receiving. And for me, you know, help also, it's, it's just always about making something easier. And I think we all need that right now. <laughs> so it's not a sign of weakness. It's not a sign that you don't have it all together. I know of a ton of EDs who are like, I can't let my board know I'm asking for help. You know, well, that's just not true. I think it's actually a sign that you acknowledge that what you're doing is complicated work. Remember what we do in the nonprofit sector is the hard stuff. If what we did was easy, the marketplace would take care of it. We do the things that are hard, that are complicated, that don't have clear answers. And so you need to draw in all the resources you can to make it easier. I am a firm believer that if you are not asking for help, you are not helping your movement reach its potential. Oh, here, here. I absolutely agree with you. I agree with you. So you're doing really important work and you can't do it alone. There is a world of help out there waiting to help you with whatever challenge you have. We love it when you call us. Don't stop doing that because we sure do love it. But we also hope that you discover all of the other ways that you can tap into wise people and practical resources too. You got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Nep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities.